Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Mikel Arteta and Arsenal storm back in a thrilling 3-1 win at home to Manchester United. Liverpool cruise past Aston Villa in a 3-0 win at Anfield. Chelsea's early season woes continue as they struggle in a 1-0 loss at home to Nottingham Forest. And three hat-trick heroes emerge on Saturday in Evan Ferguson for Brighton, Erlen Haaland for Manchester City and Son Kyung Min for Tottenham. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Well, my friend. Um, okay, Robbie Earl, my yeah. friend. Before we before we get into the action, mate, I, I kind of just as oh, I'm yeah. sitting here, just mm-hmm. thought this Premier League, mate. It, it's some league. You look at, at the, <laughs> the, this match week four, and we had the Friday night Luton's first game at Kenilworth Road in the Premier League, and hosted West Ham, went down. Then we get into the weekend's game. You know, some great ten o'clocks. You know, I'm looking at Sheffield United, Everton, thinking, "Ooh, maybe this one's not going to be a great game." It was. There was lots of excitement. Both teams kind of went for it, and then decided. I think they both settled with a point. You know, you have a weekend, Rob, where only two teams don't score goal. Chelsea, despite having spent over a billion dollars, and Aston Villa, who mm. had a bit of an off day, but everywhere else, these goals, these mm. drama, these action, these. There's something mm. to talk about, and, and yeah, that's what makes the Premier League something special. Yeah, and, and of course, Rob, which naturally follows on to that, is the game that we mm. just witnessed at the Etihad, yeah. or, uh, or the, the Emirates, Emirates yeah, excuse yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal 3, Man United 1. I mean, just to continue your point about this league, and, and, this, and maybe this fixture is a special fixture yeah. anyway, with the history yeah. that, that goes with it. But, I mean, what a game. What a game. What an atmosphere. What scenes at the mm. end where Declan Rice scores and slides into the, to the corner and the yeah. atmosphere at that stadium was incredible. And the stories there, you know, whether it's defenders that, that are injured or, you know, new strikers making their debuts. Yeah. It was just a amazing spectacle, Rob. And, and that has to be where we start our little roundup yeah. on our podcast today. And, and it's a good shout, you know, just sort of reminding us how, how much this league gives us and how lucky we are really to... Yeah to watch it and to report on it. Um, let, let's go. There's so much to get into, Rob, mm. but why don't we, why don't, I think it's a good idea to start with a bigger picture thought. A bigger yeah. picture thought, Rob, at the end of that game, yeah. and we'll get into the details and mm. some of the decisions and stuff like that. Yeah. But give me, give me a kind of summary of that game as a contest between Arsenal and Manchester United. Um, it's a good question because I think Rebecca was going somewhere similar at half-time. In terms of the two teams, Rob, they were drawing at half-time so they're in the same place in some respects in terms of scoreline, but in terms of pure football, in terms of grooved, rehearsed, coordinated play and build-up play mm. and intensity, Arsenal were head and shoulders above Manchester United. Manchester United's structure at time was reasonably good. They were a bit mechanical and clunky as they, they played forward, but it's a bit more of a counter-attack type thing that we saw West Ham yep. uh, do last week against Brighton, and that's OK. If you're controlling enough possession, if you're controlling enough of the opposition, so they're not scoring goals. So I don't mean over-critical United, but it's just that Arsenal yeah. is, is much more pleasing on the eye. You kind of can see what they're, they're trying to do. Um, they needed big moments mm. in the end, Robert. And, and just towards the end of the game, before the, the real drama kicked in, I said to Bex, it, it was 1-1, we were getting towards the end of, of normal time, I said, this time last year, Arsenal won this game, Bex. I said, that's where they've got to get to again. And... Declan Rice is, is, is going to be a, a huge player for them, Rob. It's almost like 
He's made mm. for these moments. It's what he's moved to this football club for. Yes, the, the Jesus one puts the icing on the cake. But that Declan Rice moment for him and his mm. football club, I think, was hugely important going into mm. an international break. You know what's funny, Rob? Back on that, back kind of the, the rhythm, the flow of the game yeah. and stuff. And I agree. I mean, Arsenal. Uh, by the way, going back to the back four, the foundation of last mm. season mm. is night and day different. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was. It, it just looks better, felt better. Ben Wright, Ben White going up the wing, mm. some you know overlapping, supporting Bakayo Saka on that side. Sinchenko, I think, is a really brilliant footballer. Really comes into midfield as as the extra man many times. I think you might have said that at halftime, yeah, Rob. He's, yeah. he's the extra man. He knits everything together. So that looked immediately better. And to continue continue your point, yeah, Arsenal uh, in what they do, they are pretty grooved, particularly with that back four back in place. Mm. That, that being said, now with Man United and Eriksen Hag. Our understanding is that he wants to get to that type of level, right, and and style and dominance. And at the moment, for various reasons, they're not. I thought, Rob, that they actually were pretty solid defensively, Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part. It went a bit crazy later when Mm -hmm. they had to make substitutions. And that's another thing with Manchester United right now. The injuries to defending players is pretty crazy. And you bring in Johnny Evans and and Harry Maguire Maguire to come into the game. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's like Leicester, flipping <laughs> Leicester City of the early 2000s or whatever. So, um, that, but but I, I just thought Manchester United, Rob, were pretty strong defensively. Yeah, yeah, and I thought for the first time, Rashford, particularly Anthony, right? And mm. this is where we've criticised him before. Yeah. Actually, actually held back many, many times their fullbacks. Mm. Held back. And it was, like, it was very much a 4-1-4-1. But those wide players in, in Rashford and, and Anthony really came back to help. Yeah. And Arsenal, Rob, for, for... Yes, there was a couple of glaring chances. I made a note of them. The Arsenal chances and Kai Havertz were yeah. where he fluffed it. Yeah. He whiffed the ball oh. and missed it. Bakai Saka that he should side foot a corner. Mm. Other than those two, which are, which are brilliant chances, I thought Manchester United defended well. And as ever, Rob, they're a huge threat on the counter-attack. Yeah. Now, just as you sort of summarised the scoreline at 3-1, you know, that could it could have been very different. Mm. Garnacho goes through. It's it's offside. He slots it in. You think, oh, this is a smash and grab. Man United are going to win two um, one. It just led Rob to the the, the drama of the day, the yeah. game. And you never, you can't take your eyes off this fixture. There was a period in the game where I'm like, yeah, not much going on. Well mm. done, United. Strong, able to to cope with this Arsenal front line. Uh, and then we get the craziness at the end where you know, Liverpool, uh, Man, Arsenal find a way through mm. Declan Rice who. Composed, Rob brings yeah. the ball down, yeah. maybe off his face at the back yeah. post, and volleys it. It's a little deflection, and I can't save it. So, yeah, I, it, I think Man United ultimately want to get to where Arsenal look in terms of the mm. possession, the territory, yeah. the control through the football. But they were forced onto the back foot because Arsenal is so good at moving mm. the ball. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And um, as you say, when, when we looked at, uh, at shots on goal, there wasn't a huge difference. I think Arsenal were 15, United mm. were 12 or something. There wasn't a huge distance in shots on target. So, you know, the, I think sometimes we can get carried away with just possession and keeping the ball. And, and as I say, I thought West Ham were a brilliant example last week of playing a Brighton team that you can control possession out of, out, out of the ball, mm. not having the ball if the opposition aren't hurting you, Rob. And I thought to a degree you were right. I thought that. Mm. That without Varane and, and Martinez and Lindelof as a centre-back pair and I thought and, and, um, Dallo and, and Wan-Bissaka as, as two full-backs I thought they did, did particularly well goalkeepers really confident um, you know so different yeah. ways of getting to, to where they want to, want to be as you say um, Ten Hag still got work to do but it's, it's about mm. those moments Rob isn't it and, and, and how big 
Declan Rice's moment was for Arsenal, you know, because there's a bit of criticism that this, you know, the rhythm's not been the same. And I did a little breakdown today, and we talked about getting that back four in, in place. You know, I would have played Jesus ahead of Nketiah. Nketiah didn't do bad, but Jesus, I think, is going to start being ready mm. and pushing. Um, and all of a sudden, I think it feels like Arsenal's rhythm's going to come and they can start to, you know, put the performances along with the points. Mm. Rob, just on Kai Havertz, right? Because I know he's mm. a big story before it and he became a big story in this game as well. Yeah. Just going through some of the uh, some of the things that we, we should probably talk about. Um, the chance that he missed in mm. the 13th minute yeah. uh, was a pretty bad one. Um, it was his giveaway Correct. Uh, for the... For the Manchester United yeah, goal and made the bad away. pass mm. in midfield. Yeah. Um, and then the penalty incident of the three, you know, that I guess it goes down as a dive, Rob. Now, we didn't get a chance to have a post-game show today with so no. much going on yeah. with Big NBC, mm. the network. We didn't. Um, I thought Graham felt it was, shouldn't have been overturned. What... <laughs> What, what do you think I, I to that, did. Rob? That, I thought it should. I, I thought it was a really yeah. big call by Anthony Taylor. Yeah. I, think, I think once a referee goes over to the, the monitor, we normally thinking he's giving the pen. But I actually thought he was spot on. I thought there was contact. If anything, was slightly instigated by Habits, who's, who's only trying to run, but he, it's gone to... I think, you know, he goes down. I didn't think it was a penalty kick. I didn't think it was a, a mm. particular dive and I thought the referee was brave mm. and I, for me I thought he got it right in, in overturning the, that it was a clear and obvious error yeah. it was an error that Wambasaka didn't make that contact and that guy Havertz went down yeah no I, I agree I, I agree I think you know and I, I think Graham's point was wow it's not a you know it's, it's just how, how much is a clear and obvious yeah. error isn't yeah. it I mean I, I think if we all re-refereed it we're all saying the same thing, mm. but of course we don't want to get into every time there's an incident that Correct. we all re-referee and figure out. You know, right. it's that it's just for clear and obvious errors. And I actually understands Graham's point. Mm. Like, was it that much of a howler of a decision? There was a little bit of contact. Yeah. But I, 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 I'm with you, Rob. I think it was enough for, be, mm. for it to be a clear and obvious error. It did go to ground very quickly. And you watch the the the, the Man United two players that yeah. came in. Yeah. They were really, really Definitely trying not to make mm. a, a contact on the player. So that, so that was interesting. But yeah. you know, just just quickly on him, Rob, to fi- I guess finish up yeah. on Kai Havertz. Yeah. Any any signs of progression there? You know, the, the, or is he is he just look like it, he's it's struggling tough, it's tough, to, Rob. It's to have tough. Any, any impact? We, I said after the game to Bex that the only downside for me, if I'm Mikel Arteta, is all the good moments came when Kai yeah. Havertz was off the pitch, mate. He whiffs one in the first yeah. half. He, he gives the ball away that leads to to United's first goal. Like the penalty might have been a big moment that if he'd have won it, he didn't get it. The only, the only good thing now is he got a two-week break. They've got a bit of momentum. There's a bit of noise around Arsenal. It's almost like, can we take him out the firing line? I'd be very surprised in the next Arsenal game he's in the starting eleven. I think he will be. Do you? I, I think that I think is gonna. Yeah, he's I got do. I don't him think he's it. gonna. Yeah, I don't think. By pushing him out of the team so soon, I, you know, who's he going to play in there? Fabio Vieira? You know, I, does I think he not, he's going to give Kai Rob a little a bit, bit more time. To you. Does he not look a little bit shot? So I like the confidence. I mean, the, the one he whiffs, Rob, isn't that he it gets away from him. It basically is the ball's there and he, he tries to hit it too mm. early. He, 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 I just, mm. you know, I, I, it, I yeah. just wonder where, you know, the doubt in his head. And I think it's almost affecting mm. him. Hmm. Yeah, maybe, mate. But I, I, again, I, I think Habits now is, is experienced enough. He's been around enough to know 
that you know he didn't have a great time at Chelsea. Yeah, He's yeah. been in this situation before. I, I don't. I, I think. He, I think he'll continue, and oh, I think Mikel Arteta right. yeah, will be right. a little bit. Yeah, a little bit stubborn about it, Rob. He might be a bit Good. stubborn. You know what? I'm not giving yeah. up on him yet. Yeah. You know, he just needs a goal. He almost mm. got one. You know, went through. He created a penalty that was overturned. I mean, it, I, you know, mate, I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, um, I'm but we'll see. Right. Yeah. Just another another couple. Yeah, <laughs> another couple of players, Rob. Just but maybe before we go on to Man United. Mm. Um, Am I being a bit harsh slash picky if I say that Saka and Martinelli have been a bit off, been a bit quiet, um, been a bit not okay. quite as effective, as dangerous as they normally... I mean, I know United, uh, I, Man United yeah. defended well for the most part, wide areas, particularly Juan Basaka's good, isn't he, against Martinelli. Yeah, yeah. Is it... it mm, do you, would you expect a little bit more from him in these first four games? I know what you're saying, um, and I think the standards are so high that maybe they would say... Yeah. Um, Basaka's not quite been a shot. He should have scored, Rob. It was a lovely move that ended up with the ball come, came to him and he took it first time. Probably had time to take a touch, yeah. but didn't yeah. get a good contact. Um, I, yeah, not quite on top of his game. A little bit collectively yeah. as, as, the, as the team were. I think that back four back in, I think Ben White behind him, Rob will help him. Him, Odegaard and, and Saka yeah. on that side. They, they, they've got a really good understanding. So I hear your point. I, I think mm. we might be being a little bit picky you know, on a young yeah. man who's, who's got, yeah, who's had some brilliant moments and going to have many more going forward. Mm. You got a couple of goals already. Mm. Um, it, so just again, Rob, just on Arsenal, like okay. it felt, it felt like, don't know, they they found it, it, that's a big win for them. Yeah. That is. It's yeah, a big huge. win. Feel good factor is back. They've been yeah. a bit shaky the first three, four, three games um, for the most part. Does that does it feel like Arsenal now can um, find? their best form and, and get back to the level that they're at for the majority of last year? I think so, mate, because I think they needed a moment. They needed something collective. They needed they mm. needed that rice knee slide into the fans, the fans going crazy, yeah. the Jesus getting the other, the beating of Man United. They needed this to kickstart them, to, to, to regain a bit of that belief again and that confidence of who they are and how they do things. And I, and I think you're right. And I think the, the break's coming at the perfect time. Some players will go away. They'll come back and they'll be ready to go. They're away at Everton, I believe. Uh, it's a late kick-off on the Saturday, the 16th, when we get back. Um, you'd expect him to go to Everton. Although, huh, remember last season, Sean Dyche, was it? First win for, for Everton or something against Arsenal? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Just on, just on Man United, Rob, what... Um Rasmus mm. Hoyland, we've got to look at yeah. him later yeah. on. And I think we know what he's going to be like. Mm-hmm. He's going to be direct and, yeah. and, and skillful. He, he actually had a nice flick for their goal yeah, that was the goal, um, yeah. ruled back with, uh, for the offside. Yeah. Uh, give, give me some thoughts on Manchester United from today. Um, <clears throat> it's indicative of, of who and where Manchester United are that Anthony Martial is still wearing the number nine shirt and with still a reliance on him, like... Anthony, is there any chance you might be able to get us a goal today? Um, we've had eight years. Mm. I, I asked our, uh, our research guys. It's eight years, Rob, since he came to the football club, scoring goals early. I think it was Louis Van Gaal was it was in charge, and you know we were yeah. thinking, well, we've we got a star here, and it's never quite happened for him. And Hoyland uh, looks a player. We've seen a little bit of tape. He's got physicality. He's left-footed. Obviously, he's had a little bit of an injury, but he looked, he looked nice and short when he come on. Things happened around him. Um, so, mm. so I, I just felt as though, like you know, if they can get him right, Anthony, I thought put more into the game than I've seen him. Rashford got his goal that was important, and then you know the balance in midfield. Ericsson is important to, to, to the football club, so I think these these yeah. you know brighter days are ahead for United. But it's going to be it's going to be 
kind of pro slow progress and they've got to you know they've got to find the balance they've got to get get you know the the right chemistry bet between the team you know Mason Mount where does he fit then once he gets fit again is it instead of Ericsson mm. Mm. yeah I, th I think you know uh, you're right I think the defensive side of it now with the injuries you know I'm not sure what Lindelof's injury was today and yeah. Martinez who's mm. the best the best defender at the club again I don't know the, the de full details of the injuries but you, you know you got Maguire and Johnny Evans in the crucial moments of a game yeah, away yeah. at Arsenal it's just not ideal it's just mm. not ideal and you know that, that's when those late game goals came um, apart from the attacking situation it might be that Rasmus Hoyland you know and I don't it, it, it shouldn't be on him to to spark their season but it, it might be about him Rob I mean yeah. right, Marcus Rashford got his goal today and mm. of course he needs he needs to get be a regular scorer yeah. else you just can't see that many goals coming from the front line so it will be about Hoyland and how, mm. how good he is and how quickly he can settle and how confident he can be and how you know the, the crowd can get behind him and, and um, Eric Ten Hag can find his best stuff early on because that might be you know, determines how their season goes. But but right now, I mean, we're going to go and talk about some other clubs that are struggling a little bit. Yeah. Um, Man United still, mm, they look they look short in a, in a few areas. Mm. To be fair, defensive injuries are not helping. Um, but it, yeah, I, I, I thought in terms of their first games, Rob, that may be the, the most solid they've looked. I know they lost 3-1 with these the late yeah. goals there, but at least I thought there was a bit of structure and about shape compared to some of the other ones where, mm. you know, they've, they've looked, the performances were, were a lot worse. Yeah, it, it was interesting today, and I thought Casemiro picked up a couple of mm. interesting spots. At times, he dropped in between yeah, the two centre-backs. Looked to be better, looked mm. be back to his game a little bit more. So, uh, mm. yeah, still more improvement mm. needed, but United, I think we, we've all said, Rob, mm. still a work in progress very much, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. We'll see. Um, mm. We'll see. They, you know, they, good, maybe a good break for them to get yeah. a little bit of rest and the players will go off on international mm. duty and, uh, and come back. Um, OK, mate, let's switch it up to Anfield yeah. and Liverpool. Um, mm. Very comfortable 3-0 victory against very. Aston Villa. Uh, Subberslie goal, a left foot kind of a, a slight deflection, mm. but a left foot half volley shot. Then Matty Cash as uh, an own goal where... New, uh, Darwin Nunez probably should score hits the mm. post comes off of the defender to go in and Mo Salah scores on the 55th minute to make it 3-0 yeah. just a very you know, you know there, there's just not a ton no. it was so good from Liverpool mm. so comfortable shockingly I mean Aston Villa like this is kind of different Rob where we're, yeah. we're getting a, a good Villa on some days mm. and we've had a couple of really bad Villas now um, where they continue to to continue with this this high line and yeah. this um, really compact nature of the team, it's really noticeable, Rob, when you see it, you know, yeah. on TV from the main camera, where you, they are so huh. kind of compact. And that must be, you know, that, that's, but it just leaves all that space in behind the back four. Yeah. And again, Liverpool were like loving that, just clipping balls over the top. And um, I, I, don't, I don't like it from Villa. Mm. It's not working. That's two games we've seen it now. Of course, we're at yeah. St. James's Park where they got bashed 4-1 with balls over the top. Um, let's go. I'll, I'll continue with that, Rob, with the Villa. What, yeah. what are you... Um, are they, are they uh, at risk of going back a couple of steps here? Well, let, let me try and maybe give some reasoning behind, you know, most of what you say that I agree with. Injuries is a problem to them, Rob. Um, Tyrone Mings... 
today mm. Carlos mm. came off after 19 minutes when they were in a in a back three with with uh, with wing backs they ended up going to a back four that I didn't think suited them and helped them away to a top six team a bit like Newcastle who've got pace in the attack like you say that high line maybe might need addressing I didn't think you know I, I talked before the game of, 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 of how much I've enjoyed what Unai Emery done their structure Rob their organisation mm. I've watched a bit of video and said they're one of the best teams out possession in the league because they know how to you know shut, shut you off have triggers win the ball counter attack all that stuff we saw none of it today to be honest mate none of it got outnumbered in midfield mm. Mm. too much pace in the attack no real threat. Diaby had a couple of moments, but no real threat in the attacking areas, and just really, dis- really, really disappointing. I, I didn't hear from Unai Emery after the game, but I can imagine, you know, knowing how he works and knowing how he prides himself on his organisation and structure, he'd have been really disappointed with that today. I think I think they've lost a little, a little spark of energy, Rob. I mean, you know, very disappointing. Mm. But I got to say, no fight. No fight, no determination. Like mm. it's almost like, you know, we we, we tactically we do this, and mm. you know, but when th- there, there was no real reaction to going behind in the game, and they offered a lit. They, my my main thought was they offered nothing. Villa today yeah. offered nothing at Anfield. You know, strong side Aston Villa. You know, mm. Liverpool are still finding their feet with the guys in midfield and that, and a mm. few changes to the front areas and stuff. I just, I just, yeah, beyond disappointed for Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, and the fact that there was, there was, it was almost like it, going through the motions a little bit. This is how we play. Ah, mm. and working today. They got in behind. They've scored. Oh, they scored again. Okay, it ain't going to be our day. I just think the Villa fans would have would have come away from Liverpool there, Robin. Like. Wow, we, we didn't really yeah, give anything. Yeah. We didn't lay a glove. We didn't get a sweat on. We didn't didn't look like we were competitive or wanted to be competitive or get mm. back in the game from from being behind. You know, Jurgen Klopp made all the subs, millions of yeah, subs in the second yeah. half. When you do, when you're three 0 up and it looks comfortable, and 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 other players got minutes, and mm. it was like it was like a blooming friendly game. I, I, that, that's that always worries me if a game yeah. is so comfortable. That, that you can make subs and there's no issue, there's no drama, there's no fear of any kind of uh, comeback from Villa. I just thought they they chucked up the white flag, gave up a little bit of Villa in the second half, and that's it, like it just felt a little bang, bit like the Newcastle good. game, Rob. Though in some respects, very yeah. similar kind of yeah, played out to, to Liverpool, and you know mm. they've got to be careful that you know when they play the better teams, they they put up put up a, a better fight in, in things really. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I just think, like you said about the, mid, the midfield, Rob, they, they had no yeah. answer to no. that area. No. Um, and just, I'm just looking down at my notes, so I'm just thinking that I wanted to give Trent a bit of a mention. Trent mm. Alexander-Arnold, I thought, had a good yeah. game. Yeah. No we were going to do a breakdown drama. on him, and then we had to, we had to do the Man United in uh, an Arsenal game. But we did a little breakdown, Rob, where... Yeah. It was interesting, like, yeah. he, you know, he's coming into midfield. A couple of times, I'll tell you what happens, Matip goes it right back, and he plays almost from a central defensive role, but given the ball. Played a couple of balls out to Diaz on the left, played a couple of great balls out to Salah on the right, one of which got Salah in for the second goal. It's almost like yeah. they, they're, they're, finding, yeah, different, the they're yeah. finding different ways to get Trent in position where they can get him on the ball. Yeah, and we know he's got a great passing range, yeah. brilliant passing range, but we've often seen that 
you know, with, with the other side of it, juxtaposed, I mm. suppose, if you like, with the defensive side where there's been issues. There's no, there's no defensive drama for Trent no. today. No. I thought a couple of times he, he, he worked really hard to do his defensive duties and then, of course, he had some quality in midfield. So, you know, times we have jumped on him a mm. little bit, I thought today. And Liverpool defensively in general. I was just going to say it. defensively that's, that's for Liverpool. Yeah, very I, want, I wanted drama. to go there. Gomez mm. and, and Matip. Gomez had a couple of little yeah. moments when he, he slipped once yeah. and didn't play a back pass. But I just thought those two up. It's important to get clean sheet it's important to get real competition in the, in the back line for Liverpool you know they've gone away from that haven't they that that where mm. you, they're hard to, to score against they're hard mm. to play against and I thought it was, it was a good day you know mm. three goals at the top end of the pitch and none conceded at the others mm. Darwin Nunez just last last mm. mention Rob Darwin mm. Nunez you know, did so well in the last game, yeah. scoring two goals yeah, against Newcastle. Go there, actually, um, yeah. A lot of people saying it's a big mm. moment and it's a, yeah. you know it's a, it's a turning point and all yeah. that. I mean, he continues. I mean, my my thought was played well today, yeah. but, but but didn't take his chances. No goals, like, yeah. he had Could good have had a hat couldn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, would you would you continue with him, Rob, for a little yeah. stretch of running yeah. games now, half yeah. a dozen games, to yeah. see if he can get some. Uh, maybe a bit like you're saying with habits. I think the upside is there. I think his pace and his sweating behind is good. I think he, he's, he's into play with mm. like Salah and that is improving. I think his game appreciation. I think that he, the threat over the top, Rob, helps the midfield players because you've got to you know, drop a little d- deeper than maybe if, you, if Gakpo's up there. I don't think Gakpo offers the same raw pace in behind. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure Jurgen Klopp's the guy who says, right, you've got six games, but I would like to be see team being given a little yeah. run and not give feel like if, I, if mm. I have one bad game, I'm out the team. You know, give him three, four, five games mm. and let's see, you know, can he get three, four, five goals and all of a sudden be another... Mm. Another source of goals for mm. Liverpool because if they can get him right, Rob, with Salah, Diaz, and, and Gakpo, mm. and this midfield that's mm. been built, it doesn't. Mm. Look, it starts yep. to look not bad, you know. By the way, they, I know, I know, I know. Ryan Gravenberch is the yeah. new, the 21-year-old central midfield player. Was in attendance, I believe, today. Mm. Um, he's yeah, got a couple of shots as well. But I think yeah. you're right. If Nunes, yeah, if Nunes starts scoring goals. And that spirit starts to come back and that belief starts to come mm. back and Jurgen Klopp at the end going out, going to the cop and everything yeah. else. I mean, they, 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 they can be in this. They can be in this thing. Mm. And I, it, but I think, you know, they need a regular, other than Salah and the other guys, they need that, yeah. that number nine to be getting goals. So well done, Liverpool. Look, yeah. you know, that's encouraging. That's encouraging for Liverpool fans to see they want their team back fighting at the top of the, the Premier League yeah. to challenge at Man City. Maybe they can do it, Rob. So yeah, maybe, maybe they can mm. do it this year if they yeah. can... Um, Figure out that midfield and get it get it really grooved and, and consistent. Uh, the rest of the team, again, the, the defensive side of it is is an important thing for Liverpool. But no, mm. really good, really easy against Aston Villa. Yet the mentality monsters are, are getting a bit of momentum. Let's take to the Amex mm. to, to Brighton versus Newcastle. Both teams came off poor results last weekend. Brighton get getting beat by West Ham. Newcastle losing to Liverpool. Um, Interesting game this one at the amateur because I, I, I kind of feel as though, you know, two teams who were battling in similar areas of, of the table, different ways of playing, you know, Brighton wanting possession and will build it up. Newcastle with a bit more intensity and maybe power to their game. Um, mm. A little disappointing for Newcastle, Rob. Like, I'm going to give Brighton the credit first, but from Newcastle's point of view, mm. not a particularly good day. 
football versus physicality. Mm. Football won. Yeah, football won. It was a day for football. Mm. It's for purists. It was for for possession. It was for, it was for the ball over the physicality yeah. and the, and the power that Newcastle have. And and we've I've loved watching Newcastle, mm. Rob, and and that power, particularly last season. You know, it's three defeats now for Newcastle. Yeah. I just wonder if there's there's a a, a bit of a, a pause by Eddie Howe, and couldn't couldn't like you know speaking on you know like can 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 I physically ask these players to be at that 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 energy intensity best yeah and still yeah. win games mm. all the time all yeah. the time I think to go to the next level Rob they've got to be better with the ball keep mm. the ball better better football yeah because. You know they're not they're not at the same energy level as we were last year. This was a bit embarrassing at times in terms of possession. Yeah. Um, the Brighton football, I mean, and they can do that. They can do that to any mm. team. I, I just like the front line of Brighton: Rob Mitoma, Jao Pedro, Evan Ferguson, Solly March. There's a front yeah. four. That you know, there's 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 a bit of everything with that: physicality, youth, skill, pace, creativity, quality. Solly March with that left foot on the inside. Yeah. You know, wh- wherever you looked, I just I just really like the Brighton. You know, and, and what they're doing without Caicedo, McAllister, Colwell, that was an important part yeah. towards the second half of the season. Incredible, I mean, it, yeah. it's, you know, they, they, they brush Newcastle away, Rob, given all those changes and the, fire, the, the style, the entertainment, the football that they played. It, it's, it continued. I mean, they had, a, they had an off week last time, yeah. uh, Brighton, but I thought they were, they were excellent. Yeah, uh, again, uh, I couldn't agree more. The football, the, the belief in what they do, the understanding throughout the team, Rob, the threat at the top of the pitch. And we have to talk about the 18-year-old freak at the top of the pitch, mate, who they've sold, what, $146 million, was it, Caicedo, uh, British record? If this fella stays on the trajectory, it'll be more. Goal scorer, his age, mm. potential, it'll be more, yeah, it'll be yeah. more. And, and um, it's a credit to them. It's a great response to the, the defeat against West Ham where they had so much possession. Was it 25 shots in, in, in the game? Their numbers are incredible, Rob. The, 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 shots, on, the shots the shots on target, the um, entries into the attacking third are, are just off the charts. I think, you know, best, best in the league by, by some distance. And they continue to... Play the same way whether they're playing Newcastle at the top of the, of, of, of the you know the table or they're playing a, a Sheffield United or a Burnley at the bottom of the table. That they'll play the same way. And mm. um, to credit to him and the staff and the players that they they can continue to do this. What I like about it, Rob, right? I mean, you might have mentioned this before, but what I like about Roberto De Zerbi is mm. that it's pretty obvious that, that he's worked really hard, thought about for a long, long time how to build up the football yeah, from, yeah. from the back to the yeah. front and of course a lot of it they play out from the back mm. but when that's all tight and the reason that's all tight is that the opponents push right into them yeah. right into the faces and then they've got the, this secondary idea of rolling the ball up to Jao Pedro mm. or number nine whoever it is who can't have the in front protection because they've all pressed the ball yeah but but I, I just I love it I think like mm. it's super smart. So if you're an opponent, Rob, yeah, you you got to figure out first of all, can we press them to stop them playing through us, yeah. and then can we get somebody in front of that striker? And there's often two mm. strikers. I, I just in, yeah. I don't know whether that's possible. Mm. Like it, so, it's really really clever. And I just wanted to, you know, next time anybody's listening or watching, watches Brighton, just 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 study the way that they try and play out. And then there's always another little okay. And sometimes it's got to be a chip ball. Yeah. Or, or, but often it's often a ball that's laid along the floor. The striker gets himself between the opponent and the ball, protects yeah. it, and they're out in a different yeah. way. So 
two two ways of doing it. Really impressive stuff. And um, you know, Evan Ferguson, Rob. Yeah, I mean, eighteen year old. You know, he's getting a lot of the. Um, Plaudits and the and the adulation, of course, super yeah. young. And another Zerbi Rob, I think you mentioned it that, that he's been a bit careful with him and and taking his time with with bringing him into the side. Yeah. But I want to chuck in my my weekend's underappreciated performer, and it's not oh, Evan then. Ferguson mm. because he is going to get tons yeah. of appreciation. I love the performance of little Billy Gilmore in the middle of the park. Little Billy, you know, a player that was formerly. Little Billy was a, was a formerly uh, a Chelsea football club and, yeah. and was drowned out a little bit and had some games where he was superb. But talk about a player that's absolutely perfect for De yeah. and manoeuvring the ball, making good decisions, good passing range, sharp, doesn't get caught. He's yeah. always looking behind him, scanning the field. Very, very clever little footballer. And, and somebody that, you know, with Brighton, I, I'm not sure he's... Well, maybe he will be in the future, Rob, is, is adored as some of the other midfield players, the McAllisters yeah, yeah. and the Caicedos of stuff that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Caicedo next to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just thought Billy Gormo's performance and what he does, it is, it is kind of why we do this thing at weekends, Rob, the underappreciated, yeah, yeah. because he does Good make show. Brighton tick right yeah. now. He is Good the show. guy. And I thought he had an excellent game. Do you want to give him a mention? Yeah, it's a really good shout. Uh, I think he's enjoying his football, Rob. We, we saw him break in at Chelsea and you know, play European games. I think he, he's going to be a star. And then it didn't quite work. Didn't, you know, he went to Brighton, wasn't mm. really regular. So it's a, it's a great shout mm. uh, amongst many mm. who, were, mm. you know, have moved and, and names. Um, yeah, Billy Gilmore was a good shout. Just in finishing on this one, mate, and this was my thought of, of the weekend. I went, I went back home, watched a bit of highlights and, and you see some stuff. And I was thinking with De Zerbi and, mm. and Eddie Howe, because they've both gone into football clubs and both made drastic changes and, and improved both football clubs. But I was thinking with De Zerbi, Rob, he's almost given his Brighton players a manual. And it's probably got five or six chapters on it and how they're going to play and how they're going to break down opposition. And if opposition do this, we do that. Eddie Howe's gone into Newcastle and, and he's got a manual, but he's probably only got one, maybe two chapters. Mm. They, they play one or two ways and, it, and if that doesn't work, and that's where I was just thinking mm. that maybe that's where Eddie's got to, you know, start to think about other ways of, of, yeah. of playing games and, and, and that, you know, the, the deserving mm. manual of, of having, you know, it almost looks yeah. to me, whatever the opposition do, Deserby's team have got a, got a plan, got a solution to it. I don't get the same sense sometimes mm. with, with Newcastle. And, that, and that's, you know, something they've got to be wary of. Yeah, great point. It's a brilliant point. It's a wh- good way of saying it, Rob. And I totally agree. I totally agree. The mm. physicality intensity is what we picked up on. Yeah. Eddie Howe's talked about it. Mm. But you're right. I, th- I think for, for them to evolve, and I've got to know here, how did Newcastle evolve? More than just physicality, question mm. mark. And that's, that's what you're talking about. And yeah. I totally agree with that. Also, I would say now, Rob, it's probably time for some team changes. You get three. Mm. You get three defeats. Yeah. I know Eddie yeah. Howe is. He trusts his players, and he and he and he, and he, he wants them to, mm. I guess, play themselves out of the side before anybody comes in. Yeah. You've got Callum Wilson, who came on, looked sharp as a tack mm. for me, Rob. He looked really sharp. He scored yeah, a goal, goal yeah. of course, later on. Harvey Barnes, Elliot Anderson. Time for them to get some minutes. Time for yeah. them to get some minutes. And and you know, I, I don't mind a manager sticking with players. I'm, mm. Miguel Amaron is one that I'm thinking of straight away. Uh, Anthony's. Um, What's Anthony Gordon. Anthony, Anthony Gordon. Gordon, yeah. 
he's he's uh, you know he's had flashes, mm. but at, but at this point, three losses, they haven't really got an argument now, Rob. After this four games, yeah, yeah. you know, haven't done too much. So I, I one or two changes I, mm. I expect to come from them. So you know, yeah, they're, they're defensively so strong last year. And one last point, Rob, on this, and I don't know whether it's is anything to do with it. One last point, in Newcastle, Rob. This Champions League group that they've got, yeah, right? Yeah. It, it, it's so exciting for the fans. Mm. And the Champions League is going to be so new, so brilliant, so anticipated, yeah. so exciting for everybody, particularly the games at St. James's Park. Is there a, is there a, a danger that the, the players are thinking more about achieving in that competition, mm. in mm. that group, yeah. than where, like last year, well, that's mm. not in their, in yeah. their mindset. Yeah. Every, every they Premier just League love in the Premier League. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, we, we see it before, Robert. And, you're, and you're, gonna go to, Cup, you're gonna you know, play final. You're gonna play in Paris, you're gonna play in Dortmund, you're gonna play in Milan. You know, as well mm. as those games at St James's mm. Park. And I think, you know, we, we had a production call a few weeks ago and Peter Drury said exactly the same thing. He wonders if those big Tuesday and Wednesday nights in Europe mm. and then you Take go Saturday, yeah, you know, are they going to get as up for that? That's something Eddie's going to do. And maybe you're mm. right, maybe competition for places, maybe changing mm. one or two people around might just be, you know, what, what mm. has to happen. Yeah, live enough. Let's move it on mm. to Chelsea, my friend. Chelsea nil, Nottingham Forest won. Oh. I want to start with Nottingham Forest because... There's plenty to talk on Chelsea, and it's easy to talk about yeah. what Chelsea didn't do. Let's talk about yeah. Nottingham Forest, my friend, Steve Cooper, and seven players coming in on the deadline, losing Brennan Johnson for 60 million to Spurs on the, the last day of the deadline. <laughs> you know, getting his business done, keeping his head down, working with his team, Alwini, Danilo, and, and, and Gibbs White at the top end of the pitch, causing problems. Ilanga comes on for Danilo, gets a goal, they yeah. hang on to it, they keep a clean sheet. Um, and, and, and just the sense, Rob, that, you know, Forrest are getting used to, accustomed to what the Premier League offers. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, they are, Rob. And I, I think, you know, the, the, the shape, we've seen the shape before, Rob, yeah. and this is why yeah. it's so different Forrest to last year. They took a month mm, to, to find out, out what yeah. their thing was going to be. They yeah. know what, we know what it is now. Mm. So in a game like this, where you go to, away at a big club, it's five at the back, it's yeah. four in midfield, yeah. narrow, and it's one up front. Five, yeah. four, one, narrow, mm. very narrow. They don't mind being super deep as well. Correct. You know, a little bit part mm. of the bus, the bus-ish a little bit sometimes. Um, but but when you go to Chelsea, why not? With the money that they've mm. spent. I thought they were, they were very, very strong. Um, Anthony Alanga, Rob, is a brilliant yeah. signing. Yeah. It's, a, it's just a brilliant signing. And he was, I guess he was available for many other clubs. Todd Bowling must look at all in. those billions he, he, he spent, by the way, and look at yeah. that kid Alanga and go, ooh, yeah. ooh, there's one we missed. Yeah, and I was interested with the interview he did afterwards, Rob, and he, he said, uh, and I quote here, I'm someone who wants to score goals. Mm. Now, I know... Maybe that sounds silly, like all players want to yeah, score goals. Yeah. But no, when you're mm. a wide player, you're a wide midfield player, mm. you know, sometimes it's more about other things. Yeah. But, but the modern day wide forward in football has got to be a goal scorer. And yeah. I like the fact that he's willing to say that. I want to score goals. Yeah. Some, it's just something I want to be. Come on, he's very, very quick. He's very cool in front mm. of goal. He's probably going to start Robin Ease soon. I mean, he, yeah, you would think I, so. I don't know. He, he ain't, yeah. he, 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 at some point, he's going to come into the game uh, for one of those four. Probably Danilo, Rob, yeah. maybe, to come in. Gibbs White, I re- we both really like him. And they've got a striker. Our knee, they've got a striker. Yeah. They've got a striker mm, to score striker, goals. So, yeah. defensive, defensive toughness. I thought he defended brilliantly mm. against Chelsea that struggled to create too much. Um, we know the manager's smart enough. You know, Forrest's going to be all right this year. They're going to be okay. And with all the blipping signings they've made, yeah. you know, like some, of, some of them are going to work out great. Elanga is somebody who's going to work out great. So I thought he, 
adds to this Nottingham Forest side. But you're right. Maybe you're right to mention them first. Mm. Great win for them. Yeah, and, and you know, again, uh, sneaked past me Divock Origi on loan, I believe, from from AC Milan, late late yeah, bit of business. Think, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, Divock, who doesn't love him? Two little things, Rob, just to mention for, uh, mm. for us, before we get into Chelsea, because that's obviously a bigger story. Yeah. One, Steve Cooper said yeah. the only bad decision he made in the game was to wear a woolly jumper. And he was sweating that much. I don't know if you saw in the second half, he had a towel with him, kept toweling himself down. Didn't quite believe it was going to be so hot in the thing. And a slightly more serious point, um, Joe Worrell, the captain of Nottingham Forest, I don't know if you, you read the backstory, that he played in the game at the weekend, captain the team and want, you know, wanting to, to make sure he got the three points for Forest. But on Thursday, mm. he, his uncle, who's a policeman, was involved in trying to save somebody who was on a, a train tracks and got hit himself by a train track and died on oh, the Thursday God. ahead of oh, the game. Blimey. And I think Steve Cooper gave oh. him the option to not be involved and he said, no, I want to do the right thing. And yeah, I, I saw the story yesterday and just saw, you know, mm, Joe Walter deserves a special mention, you know, and, and the spirit mm. of what Nottingham Forest and it means to this this team and, and, mm. and these players mm. in that club. So, um, you know, mm. tip of the hat to, to mm. Joe Wall and our commiserations, obviously mm. losing a close member of his mm. family. Um, let's turn things yeah, to Chelsea, my friend, and, and Mauricio Pochettino, and you know the, the new the new Notts Forest in terms of signing as many players as they can, having to find the chemistry, having to build the relationships, having to bring some consistency to the group. This this Rob to me felt like the Graham Potter Chelsea watching possession, not really creating chances, not turning stuff in, no real. <sighs> No real chemistry and, and rhythm about what they were doing. No. It, it, it felt no. like a backward <laughs> step, mate. <laughs> Robert, I, I'm sorry, Chelsea fans, but I, I think this is going to be a tough year. <laughs> I think it's going to be a tough year. Yeah. No, I do. I don't. I don't. I. I, I don't. I don't see enough um, consistent quality in the front areas. I think yeah. Nicholas Jackson yeah. will get. He'll get the odd goals from running in behind. He'll get some tap-ins. And, and a lot will be expected of Raheem Sterling that was a little yeah. quieter today in this game and, yeah. and didn't have the same impact. Enzo, Enzo Fernandez playing in a higher role. He's a lovely footballer, Rob. Um, should he be doing more as an attacking... Yeah. He's one of an attacking three, really. Yeah. Enzo yeah. Sterling and, and Jackson Got to get goals uh, from somewhere, you got you got get midfield goals from somewhere. Enzo's not a scorer, is he? He's no. not a big, a big. He's not a big scorer. I, I think I'd rather have Gallagher up yeah. in that position. Yeah. That's got more, you know. And Caicedo, by the way. I mean, mm. you know what's interesting, Rob? Right. And this is this is what Rebecca said to us um, about a week ago or something. Yeah. When you know Caicedo's move went mm. through, um, I don't know whether she said it on air, whether we were chatting off off uh, off air. She said, you know, that's a huge fee. Yeah. And, you, and I've never really heard you guys. Sort of glowingly talk about Caicedo yeah. and do Brighton. Now yeah. I know we don't, we don't, we don't get Brighton as much mm. to really, really study as the bigger teams that we do in the studio stuff. But I thought, yeah, she's kind of right there. I think we, we, we like. Yeah, he's a really good player, yeah. Caicedo. Yeah. He's good age yeah. and he's athletic. He breaks up the play. He makes good decisions on the board. He can play in different positions. So, you know, but but she's right, Rob. Like we we haven't really like wow. Like yeah. we have with Declan Rice. Yeah, like well, before with Declan yeah. Rice, we're like what a player, what mm. a Rolls Royce. Yeah. Mm. So we. He, he, he's had a, he had a good start to Chelsea, Rob. No. He's not had a good start. And again, like if I'm if I'm knee jerking a little bit, maybe. But he mm. made a mistake. Did he? Was he a mistake for the goal or? He, he got I, caught in possession. Ta- didn't he? Tell me. Tell he got me. He's in possession in midfield. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He gave a bad touch. Yeah. And they got they got got possession. I mean, I, I think the. the I think long term, I think it's good business. Uh, I think he, he he's a young man. He's 
Probably a little bit inconsistent. He's not helped by what's around him, the instability of the team. We've got one season body of work, Rob, that, that Bex is right. I think a lot of people yeah. saw a lot of good things. He ticks a lot of data box, Rob's, in terms of, you know, what he covers and interceptions yeah, and things. Yeah. So, so yeah. that, that is, you yeah. know, is all good. Yeah. But sometimes you want to see something with your eye. You want to see those relationships. You want to see something that you go, oh, OK, that's what he's really good at. And, and listen... He's two games in, you know, he, he had the bad day uh, when he came on against West Ham. He didn't have a particularly good day there. There's, there's going to be good days with Caicedo, and he's going to be important, I think, to the football club as he grows and develops. Yeah. But you're right, yeah. you know, for $146 million, it hasn't quite started as you would like for um, for Chelsea and for, and for Mitchell Pochettino. And again, he's got to find the balance. Is Gallagher going to be the guy who plays next to him? Is Lavia going to come in the team? Another young guy who... We don't really know what... We don't know what their level is, Rob. We don't know what their consistency is. Are they an 8 out of 10 guy every week or are they going to be a 6 and then yeah. a 9? Yeah. Yeah, could be. Yeah, could be. Listen, Rob, from day one, from day one, I've said about this this, mm. this never-been-done-before experiment at Chelsea mm. Football Club. Never been done before mm. where you're trying to pick the best players around the world. Yeah. There, are, there, there have been big fees, long contracts to come into this club and the manager's got to try and mould and make a team. Never been, never seen yeah. it before. But this yeah. amount of change yeah. at once. There's no foundation. There's no history of this is what works for us in a particular mm. season. It's a whole new team. And all these young players for massive, massive fees, we said it from day one. Oftentimes, Rob, and I, you know, that young players come into the league with a massive yeah. expectation, yeah. and for whatever reason, they haven't quite been able to do it. And I worry that Chelsea, that they might have bought a few of them. <laughs> One great example is Mikhailo Mudrik, Mudrik, of course, mm -hmm. was a player that they were desperate to get, high fee. I'm like, wow. I remember saying, like, mm -hmm. this guy needs to work. Like, this is a big fee. They spent a long time getting him. He hasn't really done it. He's an example, Rob, of a mm -hmm. player that, you know, in his previous club and stuff, looks like a million bucks. But oftentimes when you jump up to this level, this yeah. incredibly physical, difficult, you know, challenging level, that mm. some of these young players are not that good. And, and, and you know, you've got the likes of Thiago Silva, proven, yeah, yeah. can do it. Yeah. Ryan Sterling, proven, yeah. yeah, can do it. Ben Chilwell, yeah, proven, yeah. can do it. Reece I mean, James, and, yeah. and, and the Reece others, James, yeah. die, you know, with, with, the, yeah. with, the, with the, you know, your Caicedos and your Gustos and your Jackson and your Dizazis and all these new players, apart from Chukwueka, who actually looks pretty good. Yeah. And also, Rob, Chukwueka is one's missing, and, and Christopher and Cuckoo. Yeah. And Kunku. Yeah, and Cuckoo. It's not, as though, yeah. it's not as though Chelsea can say, yeah, but when we get our... You know, mm. our, our main strikers, but, but well, this is it. This is kind of, Nkuku is to come mm. back. Chuck Moeka, I really like, but again, he's yeah. another one of those yeah. kind of Gallagher, Enzo's. Yeah. I just, what, what I just, what, I was, what I was What's struck. That thing? Yeah. Mm. Matt Turner, Rob, I'd not, uh, Matt Turner, the US yeah. international goalkeeper yeah. for Nottingham Forest, new signing, didn't have much to do. No. Didn't have much to do. Mm. Amazing. Just, just on that, on that move, and I'll go back to what I said. I think when we we, we started the conversation, come words, yeah. I'm feeling that this needs this is a two-year to to get competitive, Rob. I think it's yeah. a two-year process. I think this year is about yeah. finding out about some of those guys and yeah. are they good enough and what they're going to be and what do they offer the team, and then it's yeah. about building on from there. Just want to throw one more name at you mm. be before we move it on to uh, Manchester City. I want to throw Cole Palmer at you, my friend. Another one. Yeah, Cole he looked Palmer. all right. Yeah, yeah, looked yeah. all right. But but bought from Man City. He had a few touches for 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 for, for, yeah. for big money. Young lad, young player who was allowed to leave City, and you know that's fine from City's point of view. They mm. get a good fee. Do you mm. see Cole Palmer making their first eleven regularly? 
Does he, does he go from Man City's do, bench to, to Chelsea's first team? Or, or is he going to go from Man City's bench to Chelsea's bench? No, I, I think he'll get a lot more opportunities, Rob. And I yeah. thought he had a little bit of something mm. different when he came in. He's got yeah. a little bit of craft about his game and his, his little bit of quality. But again, it, it's a young player that we like, well, we think he's going to be great, like Mudrick, mm. like Enzo, like, like so many others. Yeah. But are they going to be great? And I think with the nature of young players, Rob, what do we always say about young players? Yeah, they they, they can be inconsistent. Well, you've yeah. got a whole team of them. Mm. You've got a whole team of it. So Poch has, has got, a, he's got an absolute got a job on to try and um, find a formula. And I think the quicker he goes from a back five to a back four on. Yeah, but he wants the to better do. Yeah. to have another. Yeah. He's got to turn up. You know, I'm very much I, I'm very much about the attacking and defensive dials. You mm. know that. He's got to turn up the attacking dial. You, you, examples of somebody, turn, people turning up the attacking dial. Roberto De Zerbi at Brighton yeah. Yeah. turns the attacking dial right up. Uh, Ange Postacoglu at Tottenham, yeah. attacking dial right up. You know, obviously you've got to be smart about mm. it. You don't want to be gung-ho mm. and concede a load of goals. But I, I feel like... You, we, you can't have two years, Rob, of, of Chelsea yeah, struggling, toiling to score and home and, some yeah. of the lower. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I'm a bit, I'm a, I am a bit concerned about Chelsea and their their possibility of getting mm. anywhere near the top four, yeah. anywhere near it. I don't know if they're going to do it. Yeah. Well, I think we all know it, it's a project, and Poch is the right guy, but yeah. he's going to need the patience. Yeah. Poch project patience all the peas my yes. friend all the peas correct let's move it to yep. manchester city yep. uh who are getting all the wins four straight wins in in four games only unbeaten team in the league uh again setting the standard although normally they don't start quite as as, as well and then hit for mid mid season and, and kick on um mm. this w- could and was you know not not an easy game at uh, 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 one one nil one one got uh, so Fulham got back into the game, but I'm going to point you to the second goal, Rob, because there's been a lot of talk about the. I think it's the RK header that is it. Akanji who's in front of the goalkeeper as the ball gets headed towards yeah. goal, and it went to VAR yeah. and VAR yeah. suggested that he wasn't interfering or wasn't in the line of sight of the goalkeeper. So so nope. the the goal stood. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Fulham fans mm. unhappy. A lot of general people thinking that that mm. isn't right, shouldn't be right, mm. and that as he jumps out the way, it affects the way the goalkeeper. I've got to be honest, Rob. Mm. I feel the same. Yeah. It don't quite look and feel yeah. right to me. I know yeah. that you might say you can see the ball, but anybody who's jumping past the ball that I'm going to dive at is affecting me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, Rob. And when, because this is one of the, that window with all the games yeah, going on at the same yeah, time, Rob. Yeah. And I know that you showed the highlights. Mm. And I'm sat at home because I wasn't, I wasn't in the studio this weekend. Mm. And I'm like, oh, 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 he's offside. The, mm. the guy there's offside. Mm. And then, of course, you, you, we didn't make a big thing of it. I'm like, well, he mustn't yeah. touch the ball. And I, and I had a quick look at the replays. And, well, yeah, he's not really interfered. He's not in the, in the sight of the goalkeeper. Yeah. But, I, but I agree. And I think there is something in the offside law where, you know, if you're close to the ball, you know, he absolutely. I mean, how does the, goal, the goalkeeper the goalkeeper's is ability his play. to play to it's, play it's the affects, ball? Yeah, it, it absolutely. does. It does because he doesn't know if he's going to yeah. if he's going to get a deflection on it. So he has mm. to set himself for a deflection. If he is not anywhere near that ball and yeah. has no possibility of playing it, mm. he, he, he 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 dives. He's a better attempt to save that ball yeah. in a different way. way. So yeah. I I, mm. I totally agree. And I thought when you, when we didn't show it a lot, and I thought, well, yeah, it was one of those days where you know that ten o'clock window was so busy, and we had to get. 
to stuff. But yeah, I, the more I saw it and, yeah. and went and, and looked at it a couple of times yeah. last night, don't, I'm don't like, sometimes I, I understand right. why Marcus mm. Silver and Fuller are not happy. Mm. Um, a man who is happy, mm. Erling Haaland, um, hat trick, second half hat trick again for 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 the monster who just keeps continues to, to you know break records and improve new numbers. Um, Ominous signs, Rob, for, for, for the league and for, for the others, the, the, the rest mm. of the pack. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, Rob. And, you know, we, we, the, the, the deadline, right, has gone through now, mm. the transfer deadline. And, you know, I know at the start of the season, we have our prediction yeah. of who's going to win the title. And, you know, I felt, I thought Arsenal could do it. Um, given the windows shut now, and the way that City have added, you know, they've mm. added a couple of yeah. players kind Doku, of late that they, they don't normally play, yeah. do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, they've replaced, you know, I like Nunes, Nunes kid from Wolves. Yeah. Mateus yeah. Nunes, Rob. Good, good you business, know, I think he's yeah. a different sort mm. of wiry, athletic, you know, little dribbles out of situations between what they've bought now. And I know they've mm. lost, you know, a couple of players. I just... I can't see anybody beating him, Rob. I can't. Yeah. And, I, and I'd love to stick with Arsenal. But I think, you know, if we were asked a question again, mm-hmm. given the window shut, and we always say that at the start, yeah. you know, let's go again at, at, um, when the window closes. You know, when you think about the physicality and, and being over there, going over there to watch yeah. them play and the physicality of that team, Rob, and we saw them at Burnley on the opening mm. weekend of the season, the opening day on that Friday. And given what they've done in the market late, mm. I, I just... I, I, you know, when you've got that that guy up front, Rob, yeah. and, and he's he's hungry to bang in the goals. You've got a better defensive line with Guardiola that's that's slotted in pretty nicely. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got some of the best defenders in the league right across there, plus backups. You've you've added to the midfield's got a different take now on it. Gavin De Bruyne is still out. Phil Foden's kind of looked like he's ready to step up and mm. be that connecting player to the striker up front. You got Doku, who's got, he's the quickest man in the world. He's a drib- he's got a brilliant dribbling yeah. record and stats on that side of things. Plus everybody else I just yeah I, you know again I didn't I, and this by the way I didn't even look really closely at this game because no. we had the Chelsea game I think yeah, that yeah. was a 10 o'clock window all the games going on at the same time your head's exploding when, you, when I've got the screens <laughs> and stuff. so I can't study it closely but the numbers tell you the squad tells you the market tells you mm. what they've done what they've added what they've lost and what they've brought in I, you know they're going to mm. be they're going to be very very difficult to beat this year I think they're going to win it again yeah and you know perhaps been off with his back for a couple of weeks but normal service resumed he gets a break yeah, the international yeah, yeah. break he comes back mate and they'll be they'll be ready to go again and mm. yeah i mean i said it from day one i mm. still think you know even without a great start they're, yeah. they're going to be and, and it yeah we're yeah. looking now at teams that, that might be up to close we talk about liverpool talk about arsenal big wins today are they going to be able to go close yeah. to the city team yeah. and push them uh let's yeah. move it to um yeah. turf more mate burnley two Tottenham five, another hat trick. It was a day of, of three hat tricks for, for Evan Ferguson, yeah. for Erling yeah. Haaland and Human Son. Sonny uh, yeah. getting his goals. Um, yeah. Played up top actually, Rob, which was interesting. Now Richarlison yes. in the team, um, so played him as, as a central mm. striker, which which was interesting. We weren't quite sure how that was going to go, um, but he's he's produced the goods again. Um, let's talk to- Tottenham and, and Postecoglou because you've talked about turning up the dial. I suppose the the, re, the first mm. probably real negative press he got this week was when he made nine changes in the League Cup, Rob, and, and, and Spurs went out. And I think some people feel that Spurs should be a team who takes that League Cup a little bit more seriously. He's a bit of silverware. He, you know, it would start his reign. But he answers that question mm. with with a good win against Burnley. The mm. League form's been really good. Well, the ten points from um, 
from the four games so far and it kind of feels a very different football club mm. Tottenham to me right now mate to, to what we, we've had over the last yeah. few years to- totally different Rob totally different and I, and I think I think you're right to bring up the League Cup loss because mm. you know I remember reading about it I didn't see that game but it's like you know, Ange has got his first kind yeah. of little bit of a knock and mm. stuff. And, it's, it's, and the, quote, the quote was like, and it's quite a big one to get yeah. knocked out of that league. Cup. Yeah, yeah. Of course, when you looked at the team, it's like, well, maybe, you know, that's why. Mm. Um, I think he said since, Rob, that, you know, he's just got to look at other players in the squad. He's yeah, just, he yeah. needs to see them in a, chance, in a, yeah. a fully Much. competitive. He's, he hasn't been there long. He needs to get these players need time, minutes, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So that is a, that was a bit of a, mm, not, not a great, yeah. great, a great get a, moment for him if you like but I mean when you look at the team Rob and how it's different I mean it, he's he's to- I mean he's totally changing it yeah. I see that uh, Solomon played didn't he Mano Solomon Mano played Solomon, on the left yeah. side where Son yeah. played before who he assisted this. once mm. and, I, and I gotta say Hyunmin Son Rob is at number nine and, and um, Anne said afterwards like he's got all the attributes that I like from my striker from my yeah. number nine yeah. everything about the pressing about the mm. dropping in about the goal scoring about linking play you know I think this is I think he's he's still tweaking he's still trying to find his best way but it's funny Rob because again it was in that window where games going yeah. on and I see that they went did they go behind in this game they, they, they went 1-0 behind down, didn't, didn't they, they yeah the, 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 yeah and then quickly it's one on that yeah yeah and it's it's, that, it's at the point now where you where you check your you check your scores and stuff when you're watching the yeah, game and checking yeah. all the other scores and I'm not surprised two three mm. four five yeah th- this is what Spurs are like now and that yeah. attacking dial is turned right up and there's going to be times where they can see goals yep to 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 um to some of the teams that you might not expect them to mm. play and Burnley getting two goals against Spurs is, but but they got five so yeah. it, it's. Yeah. It's a, I know that the Tottenham fans are absolutely buzzing with this guy. I, mm. Again, like it's funny, funny, Robin. You know, we sort of, we mince around our daily daily lives and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's doing well, I mean, um, they, they, they're like they're smiling. I went to <laughs> I went out with some friends last night, and you know, they're flipping, they're beaming. Like, yeah, oh, I got yeah. my Tottenham back, and <laughs> the, the, the you know, whoever's whoever's up at the time, mm. they're, they're so Feels, happy. Yeah. And it's so different Proud to of it, Tottenham. Yeah. I mean, th- all that being said, we all know, and this is famous for Tottenham. That you, they shouldn't be getting too carried away. Not yet. What, what could early. possibly happen? Mm. Not yet. But but given the changes, Robin, given the maybe the slightly underwhelming appointment to yeah. some people that yeah. didn't know much about this guy, mm. um, it's a it's a pretty Massive remarkable start. And yeah. given the amount of changes to the yeah. lineup and the amount of the the, the difference, the difference mm. in the style of play, yeah. it doesn't it, it it literally doesn't get any more than a Mourinho mm. Antonio Conte yeah. reactive back foot, mm. everybody behind the ball to a incredibly attack mind that I mean it, it shows you the I don't know the ability of players to to yeah. react to a coach and the yeah. importance of a coach and his message and his style and there's mm. you know it, 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 the coach has a huge influence over teams obviously and mm. we're seeing it at Tottenham um, and I I, I I mean who doesn't love to no. watch a team that attacks and scores a ton of goals so they're you know they're, they're a brilliant story right now you know what I'm slightly sad about is that the all or nothing that we we saw on Spurs they aren't doing one now and we've seen behind the scenes with with Potipoglu yeah. what's going on in the dressing yeah. room because I, yeah. I bet you it's a completely different place to, to some of what we saw oh in the goodness. past and uh, as you oh say you know he, he's definitely turned it around and given them a, just a bit of a purpose and a, and a, and a, and a Enjoyment, I think, about the football again at Tottenham, which is so important. Just to move on quickly, mate. Uh, mm. Burnley, mm. 
Slice, not quite been the sort I thought from them. You know, champions in the, in the Champions League. Only lost three games in the, champ, in the Championship all last season. They've lost three already mm. this this year. Conceded 11 mm. goals. Uh, that's most in the, in the Premier League. Uh, scored just three. Obviously, Vincent and Company is, is a hero and a legend in those parts for what he's done and gone in the football club. But the worrying, Rob, I, I've, I've felt that, that I thought of the promoted teams, they would be the one or will be the one that, that had the best chances of staying up. I've been a little disappointed in him, mm. I have to say. Yep. Yeah, I think so, Rob. And, and I, I think what we, we're coming to terms with now, the reality of promoted mm. teams, Rob, yeah. and it happened again this season, mm. is that the team that gets promoted to the Premier League is way different to yeah. what they have when they get into the Premier League. All those players, lone players, go back. Man yeah. City, like Sheffield United, they, 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 you know, they, they're all losing players. I mean, mm. of course, the biggest one was Nottingham Forest. They lost yeah. like the whole, almost it felt like the whole team. We've had that, particularly Sheffield United. He moaned about yeah. all his attacking yeah. players had gone. Lost so lot, what yeah. you're seeing this year, and mm. and it, it, and I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't like it. Is that the, the promoted teams are having to start again yeah. in some ways and build a new team? Like half of the players, yeah. and Burnley's another one where you got to try and find your, you know. But in the a strange way, Rob, so well it's a really go good back. point you you make. I, I said I, I said to Rebecca, I almost feel like the team he had last season was better than the team he's got now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they become grooved and they and they're happy and they and, and they get of course they get confident because they're yeah. winning games at that yeah. level. But no, you're right, and it's it's hard, isn't it? I mean, it's mm. hard to to make a new team, signing players that you don't know whether they're going to be high enough level. Yeah, you know, sign players that come into the Premier League, they want huge high wages, and and that's a problem. And it, it's like a it's a whole new thing, and I don't I don't I don't like it. Yeah. I, whether they've got to restrict the loan rules for for teams outside the mm. all teams maybe to yeah. restrict the loan rules you know only have a, a fewer number of loaned players you know I, I don't like it mate there's, there's mm. so many things I don't like about it like why does why does some of the City boys and the Chelsea players go to certain clubs in the championship yeah, and not like others is it yeah, fair that Middlesbrough yeah. Or, or, yeah. or other teams can't mm. benefit from, from a blimmin Premier League reserve team player yeah. to help you for that season to get about promoted relationships and then they go and connections back. and it, networks if you know somebody and they can help you out yeah it's, I don't know I don't like it. A discussion for another podcast, my friend, uh, I yeah. feel coming yeah, on. I don't but like yeah, it. Dis yeah. Uh, disappointing results. Well, Burnley, great, mm. great stuff for Tottenham. Let's quickly run through some of the results from the weekend, mate. We started out Friday night uh, football with Luton Town, first game at Kenworth Road. Uh, lost 2 1 to West Ham. Again, it's a Luton team that I don't feel they've quite imposed themselves on the Premier League as, as I would have liked. I know Rob Edwards talked about bringing chaos to the order. I haven't seen as much chaos as I'd like. They had a little goal last. 10 minutes of the game, got themselves a goal and possibly could have had a, a penalty with a, with a possible handball against Ward-Prowse. Um, but a West Ham mm. team, mate, who, um, who I think mm. have defied one or two odds and um, David Moyes was one of the favourites to get the sack and all of a sudden find themselves in, on 10 mm. points in, in, in a good position going into the break. Mm. Yeah, is it, is, it, is it like... Do you feel like West Ham, Rob and David Moyes are like, you know, last year was about bringing these new players into the yeah, side and, yeah. you know, Skamakas and your Pakatars mm. and, and Aguirre defensively and different players that were going to do this in midfield and do that. And, and we're going to try and be a little bit more. It didn't yeah. work out. Yeah. It was, and they're like, I don't, I don't like that. Let's, <laughs> let's get rid of those guys. Let's go back to what West Ham yeah. are under yeah. David Moyes. And West Ham are a, a very strong, hardworking team that, 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 that are reactive. Mm. They, they'll jump on counterattacks. Yeah. They'll jump on mistakes. And predominantly, they, they're happier without the ball in a, in a really good shape and they've got very 
very good forward players in, yeah. in the counter-attack and in the form of those players in the Antonios or Jared Bowen now scoring you know they, they kind of govern how the team does Pakatar can, can, can yeah. be their little star guy in the middle of the park and with his creativity but I think West Ham are back to what they're good at yeah. they don't they don't Moyes, Moyes is not going to build a team that's going to thrill no. play, uh, yeah. fans with, with he's their not football Ange like Poster, Cobler, is he? he's not quite Ange but yeah. you know fair play to him and the other thing no. for, for West Ham and, and yeah. Moyes yeah. they spent their money wisely mate they, everybody thought the Declan Rice money yeah. was been a hole in the park they've, they've spent widely they've bought well yeah. and mm. in Pakator they've got a top class player who was on Man City's wish list yeah. and, and, and you know is still proving to be a really important player to, to the team so that good result for West Ham mm. Sheffield United yep. 2 Everton 2 in, in, in the uh, bit of a basement game Rebecca Hall did relegation 6 point in 4 games into the season uh, <laughs> neither, sc- neither team had a, had a point uh, Everton didn't have a goal before this um, Decore scores for Everton then Cameron Archer came into the game Rob who looked particularly sharp uh, I remember seeing him yeah, as a youngster for Villa yeah. he's part of the Engl- England under 21 set up he's sharp I think he was at Middlesbrough wasn't he last season got 11 goals and um, I yeah, think he's a good player 20, Rob yeah. I think he looks like his movement his technical ability his finishing looks like you know when you see some players you think I like that he looks a bit like Brennan Johnson did to me when he came into the league last year and I thought he's, yeah. he's got a bit about him yeah, he has got to be about him. He's sharp, he's quick, mm. he's, he's good on the board. He can manoeuvre it pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. Strikes a lovely ball, as we saw the couple of goals that were scored. Um, I, I think defensively is where I'd be most worried, Rob, if you look at those three centre-backs. Yeah. You know, I think Jack Robinson's, you know, mm. it's, a big, it's a big jump for some of these players yeah. to come into the Premier League and expect to be solid. Uh, John Egan's been around a long yeah. time now. Rob was involved last time mm. they got relegated. That, that's where my concern is with Sheffield United. I mean... I, I guess before Archer's, you know, obviously he's looked pretty good. Yeah. You'd worry about the attacking quality as well. Oliver McBurney okay, now is the yeah. guy who's mm. going to lead the line. And yeah. again, I, I, I got a feel it's a bit of a question mark whether he's got the quality to be mm. an effective, consistent producer in that area. Um, so I still worry big time about, Everton, about Sheffield United. I'm going to be a little bit more positive about Everton, Rob. Yeah. I'm going to be a little bit more positive about Everton. No, I and I know, they didn't, I know they didn't win the game. Yeah. I thought they're a better team. Mm. I think big lad Beto up front. Yeah, looks like It looks like he's going to do all right. Looks like Hamfall's got a little bit about him with yeah. his, some of his his, uh, his turns and his little yeah, little bits of moves to get away from defenders. He's a big lad. He, mm. he, he flo- flows air, himself yeah. into challenges and to, to, to try and win balls in the air. You've got Jack Harrison to come back, Rob. Mm. Dan Juma gets a goal and yeah. I think he's a he's generally bright player on the left-hand side. Mm. I, 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 and they got Onana and Decore got a goal. I mean, I, I think Everton, with yeah. this manager... Uh, again, you worry about the, finding the strongest mm. back line, but, but you know, I, I don't mind some of those players back there as wasn't well. Wasn't it? Branthwaite played, he, Rob, wasn't he? He's one of them, can, you know, next yeah, to Tarkovsky, yeah. could learn, could grow can into the Can he step up? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Ashley Young, Rob, is mm. a steady Eddie, can help them defensively yeah. from left back. Goal I've always liked uh, Patterson, Nathan Patterson, the right mm. back for them. Goalkeeper made a brilliant save yeah. at the end. So yeah. I think, I know it's doom and gloom, and I know that Everton hand, the fans have been, <laughs> you know, the hopes killed them before a little bit. But yeah. I, I think Everton have made some decent acquisitions mm. and they're going to, I think when they get everybody fit, uh, particularly Jack yeah. Harrison, yeah. I think he's a, he's a really money. good yeah energy and, and quality I think Everton are going to be okay no win here but I thought a much improved look to the way that they're playing yep 
totally agree. Uh, I looked at that midfield at one point. You think Garner, Onana, and Ducore, Rob? Is it's a good mix, yeah. good experience, yeah. good athletes, can do a yeah. bit of everything. Ducore yeah. can get goals, and Onana. I think there's more to come from him. So yeah. you're right with, with Sean Dyche yeah. with that group, and with with Jack Harrison's energy and and you know industry in there. They can be mid-table. Well. They can yeah. be mid-table. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they can be mid-table. So, Hopefully uh, that gives the Everton fans a little bit more belief. Uh, Brentford 2, Bournemouth 2 from uh, the G-Tech. Interesting game. Brentford went ahead and then Bournemouth came back with a couple of goals and Brandon Burmo came up with his fourth Premier League goal of the season, stepping in for Ivan Tony, getting a a 2-2 draw for Brentford. It was kind of about a fair result for both these teams, although uh, Bournemouth maybe will feel that they could have hung on and try and get their first three points of, of the season. Any, any real worries for Bournemouth, mate? Ariel, we know Ariel has come in, he's got a good reputation, but you know, yet to get a win, um, you know, obviously transition mm. into a new manager, but are they a team that, that mm. could, be, could be one of the three if one of those promoted teams could stay up? Um, they, they definitely could, Rob. I mean, that's, I think they definitely yeah. could. I mean, there's no, mm. they, 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 you know, I, I don't, I don't think they will, Rob. But I, I'm trusting, kind of. I know they've looked a little bit shaky, and we haven't seen yeah. the best of them. I think there's a lot more to come. Mm. I do think in Dominic Solanke, they got one of the most underrated strikers in the league. Nobody yeah. really talks about or <laughs> gives much mm. respect to. He chips in with goals regularly, um, you know. So I, I think. I think they'll be okay. There, yeah. there could be some worrying times because they're very open the way that they play mm. and they might get a few bashings at times yeah. when things don't go well with the ball and they concede a few goals. But, you know, I, I, you know it's too early, isn't it? It's too, yeah. it's too early yeah. to, to start getting in, too yeah. excited or yeah. too, too down on, mm. on some of these. And I guess we probably have already on this <laughs> podcast. But um, no, I, I think Bournemouth's too early yet with a new manager, some mm. new players. You know, it's the same with a lot of the te- teams. The window's closed now. The squad is kind of set. Yeah. You know, let, let's see in the next few weeks, how they how they shake out. Uh, I think the last game, Rob, is Crystal Palace 3, Wolverhampton Wanderers yeah. 2. Um, Gary O'Neill, former Bournemouth manager, but by see. the way, he's Wolves, took yeah. his Wolves team. Yeah, five, goal, five yeah. goals. Um, and, and I'm going to go straight to my underappreciated player of the week, my friend. Eberechi Eze. Oh. Eberechi Eze, uh, my, well, my friend. Okay. Who... Um, Came to the football club from Queen's Park Rangers with a decent reputation. Got quite a bad injury. I think it's like an Achilles or some kind of injury that, that put him out for a long period of time. He, he, there was talk he was getting to a sort of England standard. Has come back fit. Um, wasn't part of, of the plans with, with, with Patrick Vieira. There seemed to be some falling out when he was there. He didn't seem to play and get many minutes. Um, but he's come back in the side. was important. I, I saw in the League Cup this weekend, this midweek, he, he made a couple of goals for, for a couple of the forwards. He scores the important second goal today. Sometimes I think plays a little bit in the shadow of Michael Elise, who's you know been a bit of a headline maker for for this team. I just feel that as a potential, Rob, and, and he's not one that I know people talk mm. about. Although you know, I think there was a little bit of interest in him in this last window, and he's now signed a long-term contract. But Eze is the new Wilf Zaha, I think, for, for, for Crystal Palace and has got so much mm, upside. Mm. Uh, he, he's a proper footballer. Reminds me a little bit that where I see James Madison go to Tottenham and go into a better group of players with a system and it's made him better. I think Eze's got that potential. Mm. Yeah, I, I think is Yeah, I mean, he's... he's uh... He's done excellently for Crystal Palace. You know, mm. we, we talked a lot about him last year, Robert yeah. Patrick Vieira that fell out. And then, yeah. of course, Hodgson came in and mm. he played a lot. Um, I thought you were going to go somewhere else here because I thought, 
you know, it's a, yeah, I, I, I think he's fairly, I think he's fairly appreciated. I thought you were going to go with the big man up front, Odson Edward. Edward. That's three mm. goals now in the yeah. Premier League, Rob. Yeah. Edward, yeah, you know, we, we, yeah, we talked a lot about then. Palace, yeah. Rob, in yeah, terms of... Yeah, centre forward. You know, who's... Who's going to be the Who's mm. going to be the guy for them? Who's going to be first yeah. on the team sheet for Palace? It seems like forever when they've had, they haven't quite sure who it's going to be, and mm. then that person's not really. I'm thinking of Christian Benteke from a few yeah. seasons ago. Yeah. Um, but I think I think they got the guy. I think I think we know now who's the number nine. Mm. I think he's the most likely to score out of all of them. There's going to be times where he plays a bit, you know, a bit crappy maybe, and, <laughs> and doesn't look after the yeah, ball yeah, very yeah. well. But I think he's. He's coming into himself, and I thought I thought you were going to chuck in him as an underappreciated. No, he's underappreciated. You know, striker but, that but, but might actually do okay. Eze, I'm, I'm not sure people around the, the, well, yeah. the league know enough about him or see enough about him. But I'm telling you, he, right, he's a talent, mate. Yeah. He's, he's got next yeah, level talent. footballer in him. Um, you know, it might take a year or two mm. after Palace and won't do him any harm, but. Uh, top-class footballer, and, and it was a good win for, for Palace going into the break in a uh, comfortable position. Roy Hodgson, again, continues to just do a great job for this football club, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I think he was moaning afterwards, Rob. I saw an interview saying that, you know, he, he still wasn't happy, Rob. Yeah, he was, still wasn't happy about the way that they played. Uh, yeah. um, but well, Standards, yeah, but yeah that's what he does. He puts standards and brings a win. Listen, mate, we're going to wrap it up there as we yeah. head into an international break. Um, uh, Man City sit top of the pile, mm. maximum point, 12 points. The likes of Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, West Ham there in the chasing pack, while Chelsea continue to be inconsistent and, and be Chelsea despite spending over a billion dollars since the last takeover. We're going to take a breather next week for that, those international games but we'll see you next uh, the following Sunday that's September the 17th when we'll recap match week 5 of the Premier League when there's no doubt going to be lots of stories and lots of drama. But for now I'm Earl, he's Musty together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe stay healthy. It's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. <laughs>